Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Educate for Life helps you build your life on the rock. LG Equipment helps builders build on good soil. Luke Gibson's team at LG Equipment is your local source for grading, demolition, hauling, and more. Learn about their bulk water services from trucks to tankers to towers at rentwatertower.com. Get your questions answered. Call LG Equipment at 619-988-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-988-0924. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 730 to 530 and Saturdays, 730 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. You're on EducateForLife.com radio with Kevin Conover. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become... I'm tired of being conned. Don't worry, the con is over, see? We're now at DEFCON 1. Did you say carnivore or carnivore? Would you like to have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your time and bring your shame. Thanks for tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. And uh, if you're streaming on Facebook... Um, thanks for joining us. This show will also air uh, on Sunday at 10 p.m. on KPRZ 1210 a.m. Uh, Praise is also now airing on FM 106.1 in North County if you want to tune in there, if you're listening on the radio, in the car, or whatever the case. Um, you know, upcoming here uh, real soon, October 13th, is the Veritas International University National Apologetics Conference. It's going to be held at Calvary Chapel South Bay on, um, uh, from 9.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m., I'm going to be speaking with a, a variety of other um, well-known apologists, speakers, people who defend the truth of God's word and defend a biblical worldview, uh, including Brad Dawkins. He's from the Pacific Justice Institute. Stephen Collins, he's an archaeologist who's done a tremendous amount of work on um, Sodom and Gomorrah, discovering the biblical site of Sodom and Gomorrah. We'll also be uh, with Stephen Meyer, Dr. Stephen Meyer, who has wrote Signature in the Cell and many other books on intelligent design and the evidence from uh, DNA 
that uh, God is real and that uh, that is the best uh, argument for why we exist as opposed to random chance processes. Uh, Phil Fernandez will also be there, an apologist. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I hope you can make it out. It's it's uh, no cost. They're not charging for it, so that's phenomenal. And uh, that, again, will be at uh, Calvary Chapel South Bay. You can check that out online. You can look it up on their uh, Facebook page, on the Veritas page, uh, Veritas International University. It's also on my page, educateforlife.org. And uh, I'm going to pick up where we left off last week. Um, you know, we were talking because in the news, Texas uh, was being, uh, the, the Board of Education in Texas was being uh, challenged because they wanted to include Moses, a reference to Moses, in the social studies history textbooks. And there was a lot of pushback against that, saying, hey, you can't do that. You can't have Moses in the textbooks. But um, they are currently defending their position uh, that it's totally legitimate to have Moses in there. But they're also, they're not going to be referencing Hillary as well as a a variety of other uh, people. And uh, the argument is that, hey, look, uh, we don't have enough time to cover everything. So our our minimal standards are that these people need to be referenced. Um, And Moses is one of them. Doesn't mean they can't talk about Hillary, but just means that part of the standards is that they do talk about Moses. And why? Um, I don't know how you pronounce this. Uh, Her name is Donna. She is the chair of the Texas State Board of Education. And this is what she said about why they're going to include Moses. Um, She said here um, that Moses is actually referenced in in the Supreme Court building. Uh, 18 great lawgivers are adorning the frieze of the U.S. Supreme Court building. And in Congress, a marble relief of Moses is located directly across from the dais where the Speaker of the House sits. As for those laws that Moses gave the world, the Ten Commandments are acknowledged with an engraving in the floor of the National Archives in front of the display of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. And uh, no wonder Time Magazine in 2009 published an article, How Moses Shaped America. And so again, the argument here from uh, Donna on the on the uh, Texas State Board of Education is that, hey, uh, Moses is all over the place. He's highly influential, uh, far more influential than Hillary Clinton. So um, I'm going to pick up where we left off last week. What we were talking about was, is America, does America have a, a reference, uh, a Christian history? Does it have a Christian foundation? I was at a, a rally quite a few years ago uh, for the Cross on Mount Soledad, and um, one of the people there um, was arguing with me saying that, hey, we, we are not a Christian nation we weren't a Christian nation. We weren't founded on Christian principles. And you'd be surprised at how many people feel that way. Now, last week when we were talking about this, um, what I covered was uh, that you, the University of Houston study uh, was able to isolate 3,154 direct quotes from the founding fathers. And what they found was, hey, uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, our country was founded on Christian principles. They constantly referenced to them. The source that was referenced more often than any other single source was the Bible, of the founders' quotes came directly out of the Bible. Now, what does this have to do with apologetics? Why should I care about this? Well, the reason it's important and it's significant is because the Bible makes a propositional claim, that is, that blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And uh, that claim, is that claim true? Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Uh, If it is true, then it makes sense that Yahweh would remain the foundational um, uh, guiding principle, the uh, principle God, um, guiding everything that we do as a nation. and uh, But if not, then uh, what's the point? Why would we have a 
why would we continue to have crosses out on Mount Soledad? Why would we have the Ten Commandments freeze uh, in um, the Supreme Court? Why would we have a reference to Moses in the public schools if that weren't the case? So um, we're going to pick up where we left off last week. If you, if you didn't get um, the show last week, it is on our YouTube channel. It's on educateforlife.org, uh, and uh, you can check that all out there. So um, what I was talking about last week is different laws that are actually pulled out of the Bible. You know, the Founding Fathers, uh, they, they spent a lot of time in the Bible. They spent a lot of time talking about the Bible, uh, studying the Bible, referencing the Bible, and far more than we can probably possibly imagine. Remember, they had no social media at the time. They didn't have Facebook. They didn't have uh, Snapchat. They didn't have any of these things to distract them, right? They didn't have national sports. They didn't have uh, video games. They didn't have TV shows. So what do they do with their time? Well, a lot of their time was spent journaling, writing, um, thinking uh, about these issues, right? Uh, this is why many of the founding fathers knew multiple languages because this is what, how they filled a lot of their time because uh, what else was there to do, right? So uh, here's another one. This is uh, uh, in 1892, the U.S. Supreme Court's unanimous decision in Church of the Holy Trinity versus United States stated, no purpose of action against religion can be imputed to any legislation state or national, because this is a religious people, this is a Christian nation. So here you have a U.S. Supreme Court decision stating within the decision uh, that this is a Christian nation. Now this is relevant as far as uh, 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 Kavanaugh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, you know, this whole big argument over whether he should be confirmed or not. They're looking into his past, seeing if he, um, you know, sexually... uh, molested or took advantage of this uh, woman who s- says that, that he did and, and um, all these, this stuff going on, um, he is an original intent judge, meaning uh, he's different than a judge that interprets the Constitution as a living document. He believes that the, in, in the original intent of the Constitution. Now, this is significant because when I uh, was discussing this with um, the head of the San Diego Coalition of Reason, she told me, that the law was that that cross up on Mount Soledad could not be on public property. She said, you can't have that cross in there. It's a religious symbol. Therefore, um, you can't have that up there. Now, I said, do you think that the founding fathers, when they wrote the First Amendment, um, did they intend that, that, that her idea of freedom of religion, uh, did they intend that no crosses could be on public property? Now, she then began to say, well, that doesn't matter what they intended. It doesn't matter what they intended. Uh, she actually said, hey, look, at they were slave owners. They uh, oppressed women. Uh, they did a lot of bad things. And therefore, uh, it doesn't matter what, what they thought uh, because what matters is current law, what the, the judges today are, how they're interpreting the Constitution uh, for modern day. And this is the whole debate um, between a living Constitution judge and an orig- original intent judge is, uh, Kavanaugh, he, what he's going to do, uh, as far as we understand it, from his record and so forth, and his his, uh, his philosophical views on the Constitution, is that hey, I want to know what the founding fathers originally intended when they wrote the Constitution, when they wrote the amendments, the Bill of Rights, all these sorts of things. Um, I'm not going to interpret it for today as I see fit. I'm going to interpret it as they specifically uh, wanted it to be interpreted. And so this is why there's this huge battle over that. And and if you've been following at this at all, you know that. The reason, uh, you know, Roe versus Wade, according to many uh, opinions and, and people who are knowledgeable about these issues, that was not a uh, good law. It was not passed with an understanding of the original intent of the founding fathers uh, uh, when they're talking about 
a person's rights, right? Quote, a right to privacy with their doctor and so forth. What they're saying is, hey, look, this could be overturned if we have a bunch of judges that are original intent judges. If they're, a living constitution judge is not going to overturn it, um, but a, an original intent judge very likely uh, would vote to overturn it because it's bad law. And so the question becomes, um, is, this is why there's so much attacks on, on this uh, particular judge, on Brett Kavanaugh. So um, let's talk a little bit more about this. Um, when we come back, we're, we're about up here on a break. Hey, um, you know, my website, educateforlife.org, uh, if you want to check it out, it's got all kinds of resources. Um, specifically, if you want to get more into what I'm talking about right now, you can look at classes 401, 402, and 403. Uh, we need our young people to be knowledgeable about these issues so that they can make informed decisions about where the country is going. So check that out. If you'd like to support my ministry uh, and what we're trying to accomplish, you can do that at donate to EFL. Uh, .org, donate to EFL.org. If you would like a list of the, the five best arguments for the existence of God, you can email me at info at educateforlife.org, info at educateforlife.org, or you can leave a message at 619-431-0096. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. Gibson of LG Equipment supports Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Luke grew up in the construction industry and now serves LG's commercial and residential customers throughout Southern California. Whether you need grading, paving, hauling, demolition, on-site bulk water service, water trucks, tankers, and towers, call LG Equipment at 619-998-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-998-0924. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. I will cast my cares on you. Thanks for tuning in today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org, educateforlife.org. And uh, I'm going to be streaming the program every Friday at 1230 from now on. The program also airs at 10 p.m. on Sundays. That's uh 106.1 FM in North County and AM 12 uh, K praise 1210 AM um, down in San Diego, the rest of San Diego. You can check it out 10 PM there. It'll be rebroadcast uh, as a recording. But if you want to, we are um, working on streaming it too all over the place. Um, probably starting next week, we're going to start re- restreaming the program on my website. It will also be on my, uh, it will be also on my YouTube channel it will be on Facebook. It'll be everywhere. So we'll be streaming it everywhere. 
And specifically what we're talking about today is what happened in Texas. Uh, the Texas school board is, is dealing with a lot of issues because they're talking about including Moses in the educational curriculum, uh, references to Moses as influencing our laws, as influencing our, um, our government, and so forth. And so there's been a lot of pushback uh, from groups uh, like the Freedom From Religion Foundation and others who are saying, hey, you can't have Moses in the social studies books, you can't have Moses, Moses in the history books, uh, when in fact, uh, that's not the case at all. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people in our culture today, they don't know uh, the basis for having Moses. You know, I have Christians who say things like, hey, you can't do that. You know, we're, we, we are a pluralistic society. We have freedom of religion. And so they'll say things like, you can't have a reference to Moses because that's espousing Christianity over other religions. And so people get, get offended by having Moses in there. But we want to ask ourselves, is that really the case? Um, you know, there's going to be a philosophy that dominates our culture. It's, if it's not Christianity, it's going to be something else. It could be, it could be atheism. It could be agnosticism, the idea that, hey, nobody knows. A lot of people say, look, let's take the cross down and let's um, just have it neutral. But nothing isn't neutral, right? Um, by nothing, you're saying, hey, we don't know if any religion's true, and we're leaning towards atheism or agnosticism. So there's going to be a particular viewpoint that is um, promoted in our schools, in our government, whatever it is. In, in Saudi Arabia, the, the viewpoint is Islam, right? Sharia law. In India, the, the viewpoint is Hinduism. In China, the, the viewpoint is atheism or communism, right? Uh, and so here in America, what do we want it to be? Now, the Bible says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. It says that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. So the question becomes, if we believe the Bible's true, uh, and and it's true that blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, then we want Yahweh to remain the philosophical foundation of our of our government, of our culture, of our society, um, if that's where our blessings have come from. Now, of course, an atheist or an agnostic or somebody else is going to argue, no, that's not where our blessings came from. So what we want to do is we want to be able to look, look at this situation. We want to be able to make a connection between the prosperity, between the blessings that we have in our country, and our belief in Yahweh. If we can make that connection, if we can articulate that, if we can provide evidence for it, then we've, we've gone a long ways in being able to make a good case that Yahweh, the God of the Bible, should continue to be uh, the, the undergirding philosophy. The Judeo-Christian uh, belief system should be what undergirds our country, our government, our politics. So um, I was quoting a, a particular um, case. In 1892, the U.S. Supreme Court made a decision in, in Holy Trinity versus the United States, they said no purpose of action against religion can be imputed to any legislation. So you can't make laws that push down on religion. But then they specified the religion. They said state or national because this is a religious people and they said this is a Christian nation. So what they were saying was you can't make laws that suppress Christianity. You can't do that. Okay. Um, now, interestingly enough, the court's decision was only 16 pages long but it had 87 precedents showing that America was a Christian nation. So what is a precedent? A precedent is simply an act or decision in the past which is used as an example to inform the decision that the court is going to make at the time. So what they're doing is they're looking at previous court cases and they're saying, hey, what did they say in this case? What did they say in this case? What did they say in this case? And what they had was 87 different precedents that referred to the nation as a Christian nation. So this is significant for us. What does it mean when they said this is a Christian nation? Did they mean... Uh, you can't be a Buddhist? Do they mean you can't be a Muslim? Do they mean 
you can't be no religion? No, not at all. That's not at all what they were saying. What they were saying is this nation specifically, its philosophical foundation, its guiding principles are from the Judeo-Christian religion. And that's a fact. Um, now, again, a lot of people would say that's not the case. There was a textbook written called The Godless Constitution. And in this book, the author specifically try to say, hey, our country was not founded on Christianity. We are not founded on the Christian religion. Um, and they, they say, hey, the Constitution doesn't mention God, therefore, they didn't want anything to do with God. Now, now this isn't the case. Remember, the Founding Fathers were trying to walk a middle line. What they were trying to do was they didn't want to end up like the Church of England. They didn't want the country to be like England, where you were penalized, you could lose your job, you could... Um, lose your ability to make a living if you didn't follow the Church of England. They did not want that. But at the same time, they knew that Christianity was necessary to any form of good government. And so in the Declaration, it specifically references uh, our, our Creator, right? It references God four times. But in the Constitution, it doesn't at all. And this was because they were making an effort to walk this fine line where our whole country was undergirded by Christianity but nobody was going to be forced to be a particular religion. They didn't want that. And, you know, interestingly enough, biblically, God gives us freedom. It says, right, uh, what does Joshua say? He says, choose this day whom you will serve. It's your choice. It's your prerogative. You get to choose. I'm not going to make you have a relationship with God. I'm not going to make you have a relationship with Jesus. Um, but at the same time, um, if we do not have our, our principles and our guidelines uh, fr- being pulled from Christianity— guiding our country, well, we're going to be in, in a whole world of hurt. Um, you know, I've been, I, I teach Christian high school students. I teach seniors at a, a Christ, Christian high school, Shadow Mountain Church, and uh, I teach seniors. And what we've been s- discussing recently is the issue of pornography. And the, this, a lot of the students were saying things like, well, you know, um, we know it's wrong. We know people shouldn't do it. But at the same time, we don't want to make them not uh, use pornography. Well, that's not really a biblical viewpoint, right? Because uh, from, from a founding father standpoint and from the biblical viewpoint, um, we don't want people engaging in that behavior. Pornography, um, I, I got to talk to District Attorney Summer Steffen, and she said that pornography amplifies human trafficking. Well, if that's the case, then uh, why should pornography be legal? Um, pornography is also, uh, among lawyers, divorce attorneys, uh, st- studies have shown that more than 50% of divorces, um, they're saying that an obsessive use of pornography is what led to the divorce. And so, again, we're seeing here that pornography is extremely dangerous. We know it's highly addictive. And so why would we continue to condone that behavior? Why would we want to make it legal? Now, of course, some people will say, well, in the name of freedom, we want to allow people to do whatever they want. If you if you lean libertarian, you might say, hey, let people do what they want. They'll suffer the consequences. And then, oh, well, too bad, so sad. You made your bed, now sleep in it, right? So... The problem with that is, is a lot of people get involved in behavior and activities that they didn't realize were addictive, right? So we have this huge problem with heroin and opium right now in our country. And the significance is that you might say, oh, well, that's their fault. They did it, right? But the problem is, is a lot of people don't know what they're getting themselves into. And we have a lot of people in, in situations where they're walking down a path. They don't realize where that path ends. And by the time they realize where they're going, it's too late. They're addicted, right? What starts off as a moral decision eventually becomes potentially an addiction or a brain decision, and you can no longer 
um, control yourself. This is why we have rehab, because the, the person has lost self-control. They've lost impulse control. They're addicted to whatever it might be, heroin or even video games now. We know that uh, 1 in 11 people is clinically clinically addicted to video games. Um, well, if you start a kid out at 3, 4, 5 years old and he's playing video games, well, that's going to that's gonna impact him for the rest of his life. It's going to change how his, his schooling goes. It's going to change a lot of things in his life. Um, he's going to lose Im- impulse control. We know this now from studying the brain. Uh, the prefrontal cortex is what controls uh, impulse control, self-control, but your, your, your prefrontal cortex actually uh, degrades. Your ability to use it degrades over time as you get more and more involved in addic- an addictive behavior. So uh, the question is, is um, let's talk about our laws. Are we allowed, able to apply moral laws to our culture um, if they're Christian laws? I had a student say, but Mr. Conover, not everybody's a Christian. And uh, therefore, is it right for me to impose my viewpoints on these other people? So when we come back, we're going to talk more about that. And um, in the meantime, if you like what we're doing on the radio program, please consider supporting us. Donate to EFL.org. You can also um, get from me the, the five best arguments for the existence of God. Just shoot me an email at info at educateforlife.org, info at educateforlife.org. Or you can call and leave me a message at 619-431-0096. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. And if you're streaming... Thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. And uh, feel free to leave comments and uh, join in the discussion. Love to have your input and your viewpoints. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. Fastlane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. Fastlanesailing.com. 619-222-0766. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teachings. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and team home loans. Educate for Life helps you build your life on the rock. LG Equipment helps builders build on good soil. Luke Gibson's team at LG Equipment is your local source for grading, demolition, hauling, and more. Learn about their bulk water services from trucks to tankers to towers at rentwatertower.com. Get your questions answered. Call LG Equipment at 619-988-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-988-0924. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tire wheels and service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 730 to 530 and Saturdays, 730 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for being with me. You're on Educate for Life Radio. Uh, I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org. I've got all kinds of resources up on uh, my website and uh, tons of videos up there that you can watch. 
on things like how do we know God's real? What about creation and evolution? You know, a big topic right now is uh, is the earth flat or is the earth a sphere? You know, <laughs> um, a lot of people are, are wrestling with this. I have, I have students emailing me about this, people telling me that the Bible teaches that the earth is flat. Um, you know, I have strong views on that and I definitely do not think the earth is flat. So, uh, but if you want to check into that, look into that more. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff on, on my website that you can look at. We've got things on genetics on there and how genetics proves the existence of God. How do dinosaurs fit in the Bible? You know, um, did we really, uh, did the earth come into existence billions of years ago, 3.5, 3.6 billion years ago, or was the earth recently created? Um, all kinds of stuff that people have questions about. How do I know my religion is the right religion? There's so many religions out in the world. Who am I to say mine's right? How do we know the Bible was actually inspired by God? All kinds of really important questions. You know, and my general philosophy is that the more comfortable you become with answering the questions people have about God in the Bible, the easier it is for you to invite somebody to church. So if you're a Christian out there and you have a lot, a lot of questions, you get kind of nervous. You go, well, man, I'm not sure if I want to invite somebody to church. They might ask me something like, why is homosexuality wrong? Or are you against same-sex marriage? And so what happens is the less we know about the Word of God, the less we're able to answer the questions that are popular in our culture today. Sometimes we get shy about inviting somebody to church or sharing the gospel with our neighbor. But the more informed you become, the more comfortable you get with sharing the gospel and with inviting others to church. And um, I really encourage you to check out my website. There's all kinds of amazing stuff on there that is just really, really easy to use. You can access it from your phone or your computer. It's educateforlife.org. Please check it out. Also, I'm going to be speaking at the National Apologetics Conference. Veritas International University is putting on October 13th. It's from 9.30 to 3.30 p.m. That's up at South Bay, uh, Calvary, I'm sorry, Calvary Chapel, South Bay. And they are uh, up in L.A. The, the conference is free, completely free. And uh, there's going to be amazing speakers there. Brad Dacus from the Pacific Justice Institute. Stephen Collins, he's a, a world-renowned biblical archaeologist. Stephen Meyer, Dr. Stephen Meyer from the Discovery Institute. And uh, Phil Fernandez, as well as myself, I'm going to be speaking up there on how science confirms the truth of the Bible. I'd uh, love to have you join us. Um, if you would like five of the best arguments for the existence of God, just shoot me an email at info at educateforlife.org or call and leave your email at 619-431-0096. Or if you're on Facebook or on the stream, just leave it your email. Uh, you can message me or whatever the case. All my programs are up on YouTube and also on our website. Um, so what we were talking about was, uh, you know, even though the Constitution doesn't reference God specifically, the Declaration does, and uh, what, why did they do that? Well, they did that because they're walking a fine line. They know that our, our country is undergirded, the Founding Fathers know that our country is undergirded by uh, Christian ideas, Christian values, Christian principles that are drawn from Scripture, but at the same time, they don't want to force anybody to be a particular religion. So one of my students said, hey, Mr. Conover, look, isn't it wrong for us? So we are, we are discussing the issue of pornography. Isn't it wrong for us to outlaw or make illegal or put restrictions on pornography? Because then that's us forcing our Christian views on somebody else. And we live in a country that, you know, is freedom of religion. Well, what a lot of people don't realize is that when the founding fathers talk about liberty in the Declaration, they weren't talking about the freedom to do anything. The founding fathers were not okay with pornography. They were not okay with prostitution. They were not okay with a lot of uh, immoral behavior. Now, I'm not saying that some of them didn't participate in that moral, immoral behavior. They did. But when it comes to whether they thought 
freedom represents the freedom to do these immoral things? Generally, the answer is no. They had the idea of what's called liberty, which liberty is the freedom to do what's right, what's moral, what your conscience is guiding you to, your God-given conscience is uh, guiding you to do. And so that meant um, if I am worshiping God sincerely and honestly, I need to be able to have the freedom to, to be able to do that without restrictions placed on me by the government, the Church of England, uh, for example. And uh, so th- there's a difference between liberty and what's called licentiousness. Licentiousness is the freedom to do anything at all, even if it's evil. Uh, but liberty, uh, in the minds of the Founding Fathers, was uh, the idea that you had the freedom to do what's right. And, and where did that right, rightness come from? Well, it came from their biblical understanding of righteousness, right? The Bible says that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. The Bible says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, that's Yahweh. Um, and, and what they're saying here is, is if we honor the God of the Bible, then our nation will be blessed. Now, that's a propositional claim, and our question is, is it true? Uh, now, let me give you a quote from John Jay. He was the first Supreme Court Justice, 1789 to 1795. This is a quote from him. Listen to what he says. Providence has given to our people the choice of their rulers, and it is the duty as well as the privilege and interest of our Christian nation to select and prefer Christians for their rulers. So interestingly enough, he left it into the hands of uh, the people, right? Government by the people, for the people. Um, And so he said it is the duty as well as the privilege and interest of our Christian nation to select and prefer Christians for their rulers. But the fact of the matter was is that's not going to be forced upon you. Now here's, here's the difficulty. If you have a nation full of people that have lost an understanding of what it means to be a Christian nation, of, what it, of the value of having Christian principles, then people begin to backtrack on, for example, uh, the, the, the Navy, I believe it was, or the Air Force took off God off of their, their slogan, or Harvard University taking um, Christ off of their slogan, right? They, they took off Christ... Um, all they have is Veritas now. They don't have uh, uh, Christ in the church. They just have Veritas. So the issue is, is we're losing our Christian heritage, and why are we losing this? Why is this happening? Well, it's happening because of ignorance, because people are, are not connecting the dots between the significance of having a Christian nation that doesn't force its views on people, but at the same time, you've got to have it if, if you want freedom. So, you know, I brought up in the beginning of the show that in Texas— They make a reference to Moses within the social studies history textbooks, and there was some some pushback against them. And they defended their view. They said, look it, Moses is all over the place. There's huge uh, uh, references. Moses is the source of our our laws. And so, um, of course, we're going to reference Moses. But again, you have people that are saying, no, take Moses out, take Moses out, separation of church and state. Well, these are people that don't understand where our prosperity and our blessings come from. And again, there's a large portion of our population that would say, no, 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 you're wrong. Um, we don't get our blessings from being a Christian nation. We get our blessings from some, somewhere else. You know, there's this hilarious video by Bill Nye where he says, um, if you don't believe in evolution, you can't, be a, um, uh, you can't be a good voter. You can't vote well. You can't be an engineer if you don't believe in evolution. Now, this is a hogwash, but what I think is really interesting about what he says is he says that America is the last nation that still believes in creation. But in the same video, he says America is the nation that produces the most scientific uh, advancements. 
I don't think it's a coincidence that we're the last nation that believes in creation and we're also the last nation that produces the most scientific advancements. Now, you can, you can argue about why that is, but the reality is, is that the free market system is based upon Christianity. Um, to be able to have freedom, uh, to not be oppressed, socialism is not a Christian or biblical idea. Uh, and the reason we have so many scientific advancements is because of we can, we can link, connect the dots all the way back to biblical Christianity and freedom and being able to uh, keep what you, what you earn and what you work for, not being overtaxed. All these things are, uh, have biblical implications. And so uh, the, the Bible is critically important in this case. You know, there were about 250 founding fathers. 90, 95% of them were Orthodox Christians. Um, some of the quotes from the founding fathers are, are phenomenal. Uh, this one, Benjamin Franklin, he says, I have lived, sir, a long time, and the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth, that God governs in the affairs of men. And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, is it probable that an empire can rise without his aid? And interestingly enough, um, Benjamin Franklin is called a deist, right? He's downplayed as, a, as an Orthodox Christian. It's true, not all his beliefs were Orthodox, but the fact of the matter is, is that um, he had high regard for the God of the Bible, and here he's referencing very matter-of-factly that God is the one that brings nations up and brings nations down. Um, so we've got a few more segments left here, so stay with me. And uh, we're gonna, I'm going to give you some more quotes from the Founding Fathers, amazing quotes uh, that they, uh, were they referencing God in the Bible, showing that absolutely, without a doubt, our country was founded on Christian principles. You can take it to the bank. Um, that's absolutely the case. So I'll be right back. If you want to support this ministry, donate to EFL.org. Donate to EFL.org. Please check it out. Please share also um, the broadcast with your friends and family and neighbors. Um, Love to have your support and encouragement and your prayers. That'd be a huge blessing. So thanks for tuning in. We're going to be right back. Don't go away. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 730 to 530, and Saturdays, 730 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Luke Gibson of LG Equipment supports Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Luke grew up in the construction industry and now serves LG's commercial and residential customers throughout Southern California. Whether you need grading, paving, hauling, demolition, on-site bulk water service, water trucks, tankers, and towers, call LG Equipment at 619-998-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-998-0924. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teachings. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Thanks for listening today. You're on Educate for Life radio. This is Kevin Conover. I'm your host. And we are streaming on Facebook right now. We're 
Next week, starting next week, we're going to be streaming all over the place. Um, my tech guy figured out how to do multiple streams all at the same time. So we're going to be on two different Facebook pages. We're going to be on my website. We're going to be on YouTube. We're going to be on uh, Periscope all over the place. So uh, please spread the word. I'm really excited about some of the up- upcoming changes and uh, exciting improvements in our radio program. We are um, also streaming on at 10 p.m. on Sunday nights. We're going to be on uh, 106.1 FM in North County, San Diego, North County. We're also going to be uh, on our normal station, 12, 10 a.m. in San Diego. Uh, so if you're listening in the car or at home or wherever you are, if you're traveling, you can check that out. And uh, what we're talking about today is uh, this whole big issue with uh, in Texas, how uh, the Freedom From Religion Foundation and a bunch of other groups are saying, hey, Texas, you can't be putting Moses in your textbooks. Uh, we don't want to see any references to Moses. They got rid of Hillary. And uh, so the, now the Texas school board has, has defended their position. And what they're saying is, look it, we can't cover everything. We have minimal standards. And Moses is a hugely significant figure in um, the laws that govern our country. And so what I'm doing is I'm supporting them by saying, hey, look it, let's give some evidence that this is actually the case. If you didn't catch the show last week, um, I went into more a lot of detail about this, some major studies that were done proving that this is the case. And, uh, you know, it's one thing to get in a shouting match with somebody where they say uh, the country wasn't founded on Christian principles. And you say, yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. You know, um, that's useless. That doesn't get us anywhere. Uh, we don't want to just hate people that disagree with us. We want to actually have an intelligent conversation. So what we need is evidence, right? We want to give evidence for the truth uh, that... Our country was founded on Christian principles, but not just that, but the Bible has a claim. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. That claim in the Bible says, look at that if a nation honors Yahweh, if it honors the God of the Bible, then that nation is going to experience blessings. It's going to experience prosperity. The Bible specifically sends, says, you will lend to many nations and borrow from none. That's what it's talking about in the Old Testament when God is challenging the Jewish people to make him their God. Um, choose me. Right, And he says, you are going to receive blessings. You're going to receive the natural blessings of God's morality when you follow God's morality. And you're also going to receive supernatural blessings. And so um, we want to say, okay, can we actually prove that is the case? Here's some other quotes from some of the founding fathers. Benjamin Rush, uh, he's considered by some to be one of the top three founding fathers. Uh, He said this, I've alternately been called an aristocrat and a democrat. I am neither. I am a Christocrat. Uh, I, I like that. Uh, I'm a Christocrat. You know, uh, we're coming up on election here in November. So when somebody says, hey, are you de- are you vote Democrat or do you vote Republican? You say, I vote Christocrat. <laughs> you know, um, I'm. Uh, people ask me that. They say, are you a Republican? I say, I'm a Christian way before I'm any kind of Republican. Now, I generally vote Republican because the fact of the matter is, is that currently um, the Republican Party has principles that are supportive of Christian values far more than the Democrat Party currently does. I am not for socialism. I am not for abortion. I am not for same-sex marriage. Um, and I have no interest in being politically correct in that, in that regard. Now, do I love people? Yeah, I love people that have had abortions, uh, but I want to stop abortion. I love people that are, that, have, uh, that are in the same-sex lifestyle. I love them, but um, that is not good for them or for the culture at large. And I've got tons of inter- interviews on that. I uh, interviewed um, Dr. Christopher Yuan, who used to be a, a former homosexual, and he talks all about what he went through and uh, all that sort of thing. I'm not for transgenderism, um, and, and why not? Because ultimately it's not, it's not good for culture, it's not good for society, and it's not good for those individuals. 
um, you know, the transgender suicide rate is above 30%, and the, the normal population is less than 5%. Uh, why is that? Well, there's a significant reason. Um, here's another quote from one of the founding fathers. Statesmen, my dear sir, may plan and speculate for liberty, but it is religion and morality alone which can establish the principles upon which freedom can securely stand. Boy, that, that is so true. And if only people would understand just this one main point, that you cannot have freedom without Christianity. Ultimately, you will have oppression. If you, if, for example, if Hinduism in India, you have the caste system. The lowest caste, which is called the Dalits, it's D-A-L-I-T-S, they are the outcasts, right? They are out of the caste system. They do not have freedom. They do not have mobility to move forward economically. This is why places like Calcutta, India, are the poorest places on earth, because their philosophical foundation is Hinduism, which suppresses people. You cannot have freedom if you have Sharia law, Islamic law. Women are suppressed under Sharia law. A woman can be beat in public. A woman's uh, value is half that of a man. Um, it's a horrible, horrible system. You cannot have freedom under atheism. Why can't you have freedom under atheism? Well, ultimately, the reason is, is because um, if you don't have a governor on the heart, if you don't have a, a, a moral guiding principle on the heart, you create anarchy. You create anything goes. So if you don't have a moral guiding principle on the heart, then you must have an external control uh, from without. So in, in Asia, in, I'm sorry, in China, uh, I had a Chinese international student. He said, oh, Mr. Conover, we're just as free in, in China as, as you are here in America. Why do you keep saying that America is so great? And I said, well, you tell me. If you went out in China on the street and you were upset about what the government said, uh, what, your, what your, uh, your, your prime minister, your president, your whatever said, I said, and you started pan- handing out newspapers that said, I disagree with this. You know, the government needs to change. I said, uh, would you be able to do that? How long would you last? And he looked at me and he goes, oh, okay, you're right. Yeah, you have more freedom here. Uh, you have more ability to, um, we have freedom of the press. We have freedom of religion. We have freedom of expression. We have freedom to assemble. Um, it's freedom, 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 freedom. Now, not licentiousness, right? That's, licentiousness is freedom to do sin. It's freedom to be immoral. The founding fathers wanted liberty, not licentiousness. Very, very important distinction. So when John Adams says, uh, religion and morality alone are what establish the principles upon which freedom can securely stand, the point he's making is this. Look, if you don't have Christianity, you cannot have freedom. Why? Because God is the author of freedom. And if you don't believe in God, then it's just your word against somebody else's word. So if an atheist comes up to me and says, hey, I, uh, or let's say, let's say uh, you're an atheist that believes in freedom or you believe in liberty, and somebody comes up to you and says, look, um, I think that you should become my slave. The atheist says, no, um, I believe in freedom. The guy says, no, 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 but I don't believe in your freedom, and you're going you're gonna to work for me now for no money, and you're going to be my slave. Well, the atheist, he only has a couple options. He can't appeal to God because he doesn't believe in God. So he, he has to fight back. He has to get bigger guns or whatever, whatever the case. But as a Christian, if I believe in God, and somebody else believes in God, and they try to take advantage of me, I say, well, what does the Bible say? And the Bible says that we are free, right? Nobody is better than anybody else. The Bible says there is no Jew or Greek. There is no slave or free. There is no male or free female. We are all one in Christ. So when somebody tries to take advantage of me, let's say they say, I'm a police, police officer. I'm going to take advantage of you. Um, and they're a Christian. I can say, well, what does the Bible say? 
And they, if they are a believer in God and they respect God, they have to say, ah, you're right, I can't do that. I can't take advantage of you. An employer who's a Christian, I can take the Bible, show him in the Bible. Is that appropriate, what you're doing? Do you call yourself a Christian? You know, it's funny. <laughs> I have a funny story. Um, I, was a, in a, a, I was a basketball coach for my son's basketball team. And during the, the competition gets heated. And this was like among like fourth graders, right? <laughs> and so the other coach was totally flipping out, uh, freaking out. And he started um, yelling at me and yelling at the kids and yelling at one of my kids who was doing really good. He, it, it, and I said, uh, I said, please, you need to relax. <laughs> this is just, these are just uh, kids in elementary school here. You know, this is not the NBA. <laughs> and he, he yelled at me and said, no, you need to relax. And then um, I had the opportunity to say to him, hey, um, do you consider yourself a Christian? Because it was a Christian uh, basketball league. Now, I couldn't say that if he didn't believe in God. I couldn't challenge him with his morality if he didn't believe in God. And this is the difficulty. So if you decide that we are not a Christian nation, we're not based on Christian principles, then it's just one person's opinion versus another. But if we are a Christian nation based on Christian principles, then we have a guiding philosophy that we can refer to about what is okay and what is not okay. And if you decide, hey, I just want everything to be okay, boy, you just opened up a, a Pandora's box uh, that you're going to wish was closed because then you get into areas where pretty soon people are taking advantage of each other all over the place. And so our nation was founded on Christian principles. We should keep Moses in the, in the textbooks. Um, and we should be continually explaining to young people the connection between freedom, morality, and the Christian religion. Without that, then we lose our grip on uh, this wonderful, great country that we, where we have experienced so many blessings because of our philosophical foundation, because of our Judeo-Christian foundation. So um, thanks for being with me today. We are just about out of time here. Um, if you want to support my ministry, please, uh, I'd love to have your help and your support. We, we give away tons of free resources. My website is donate to efl.org. You can donate right on Facebook also. Um, check out our, our free resources, educateforlife.org. If you would like the five best arguments for the existence of God, shoot me an email at info at educateforlife.org or uh, message me, or you can leave me a message at 619-431-0096. Thanks so much for being here today. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. I'm looking forward to being with you next time. We will continue this discussion next time, and I'll get more into... Uh, the confirmation of, uh, Kav- uh, how do you say his name? Brett Kavat- Kavana? Well, I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering that. But whatever the case, we'll look at that. We're going to look at original intent versus living constitution and our Supreme Court. Looks like we may have six out of nine original intent judges. That's going to change the future of America. Very, very exciting. Okay, have a great day. God bless you. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit EducateForLife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800-243-9719 or email KevCon at EducateForLife.com. That's K-E-V-C-O-N at EducateForLife.com. You will always be much more to me. Every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right, but that's all right.